What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 113. And a special welcome back to us. We're back in person. We're recording on Jimmy's deck uh, in Strongsville, and uh, we get things going with the poll of the week. We're talking about the summer weather, What, uh, whether you like it cooler or whether you like it warmer. So we'll get into that with the guys. After that, we get caught up with the catch-up with Jimmy. Jimmy catches up uh, us up on some topics that we may have missed over the weekend. After that, we get into some sports topics. We're talking about all of the sports hopefully coming back. We still don't know uh, what's what's really going on with the NBA with Kyrie Irving and a few other players talking about not wanting to play. MLB, Mob, uh, Rob Manfred puts his foot in his mouth again, so we talk about that. And then the NFL, we spent some time talking about Baker Mayfield and uh, his uh, supporting of kneeling for the National Anthem and his involvement in the Black Lives Matter movement. All that to say, we uh, get things started with the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, here we go. Another episode, 113. And for the first time in, what is it, three months now? Four months? Three months. I, I think, think three months. I think it's been over First three time months. in three months, uh, we're in person. The four of us. We're here. This we're is alive. literally the first time the four of us are doing an episode in person. And we're still alive. We're still so alive. We made it through, man. <laughs> we're still alive. One of us did get it. Yeah, all four of us could have it. Was had impossible. It. If it's very true. I, None of us yeah, got it. I'm honestly <laughs> shocked. True. Not more of us got it. Yeah, but but, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm Dan. As always, uh, to my I don't know why I'm saying to my left because you guys can't. <laughs> to the left. Know, to my left is Jordan. Straight across from me is Jimmy, and to my right is Ryan. We are living off the land, and as you heard, right at the beginning, cracked open a fresh beer. So we've got beer of the week as always, and let's do it. I can finally say, let's go around the table. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Although to go first? Is, I'll go first. Let's go cards. Go to the left. Left of the go, dealer. Yeah, I'll go first. And uh, this is this is a second first because this is also the first time we've done an in-person recording where we all had our own beer. Because if you remember, previously we used to only have one beer of the week. That's true. So we, we really need are. Go, so we need to go back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Four we different were, beers every we episode. We're just saying how we're going to burn out most of the local yeah. options. So. Getting very, we're going to have to start um, drinking beers that we would normally never, ever drink. Exactly. Which isn't a bad thing. No, no. But, that's kind of the point, too. Yeah. But anyhow, so my beer of the week is Perpetual Motion Pale Ale by Noble Beast. Uh, this is an interesting beer. I'm going to read their description. And then I'll give my two cents. Somewhere between an IPA and a pale ale. Somewhere between a hazy and a west coast. The definition of an IPA is in perpetual motion. All we know is this was brewed with Ohio oats, wheat, and barley from Haas malts. Don't know where that is. And hopped with, with Nelson Sauvin, Citra, Mandarina Bavaria, and El Dorado hops. We, okay? we, we speak in English here, Jordan. I did probably butchered all those names <laughs> except i know el dorado uh low bitterness and a soft mouthfeel oh that's a that's a descriptor for y'all wow. 
Let the hop shine. Let the hop shine with a punch of tangerine, watermelon, stone fruit, and citrus. Um, this is a really good beer. This is the type of beer that I would give someone who doesn't like IPAs mm. in an attempt to try to persuade them to like IPAs. I definitely agree with it being a hybrid. Um, it's not. It doesn't have the the sharpness of a pale ale, and it doesn't have the the citrusy, piney, you know, aspect of an IPA. It's kind of in between. It's also not a West Coast, nor is it a hazy. Somewhere in between. This is a very good beer. Uh, I don't taste the watermelon. I've been trying to make myself taste it, but I don't. I'm probably just not good enough. But I taste pretty much, you know, the tangerine 100%, uh, the citrusy vibes. It's very smooth, very drinkable. Um, I recommend it. Perpetual Motion Pale Ale from Noble Beast Brewing Company. All right, well, pretty hard to follow that considering the beer I chose this week. <laughs> what was that? Well, right now I'm drinking Ryan's because he uh, we Don't we, say we, what it is, we did a, yeah I won't we did a little trade off. Well, what did you choose? <laughs> I chose a uh, you know when we were at Saucy this past weekend they had this wonderful white stout called Phobia and unfortunately I couldn't get it didn't, they didn't can it um, so I have to go back and stop there uh, and get it. But the next you're best you're, thing you're, you're stalling right now. What the next the next best <laughs> stout that I could imagine drinking right now would have to be PBR's hard coffee. I mean, so I'm a big PBR guy. Me so too. I support this. You can hate it all you want. Ryan tried no, it. I love it, PBR. First of all, it smells like a Yoohoo when you crack it open. So I'm already on board. <laughs> I mean, it drinks like a Yoohoo. Too. Drinks it like a Yoohoo. Delicious. It's dangerous. Oh, God. <laughs> it is so deadly. Um, went down easy. It's five percent. Uh, I think I found this on social media. My buddy's like, we got to find this somewhere, and it was at the local sheets. So luckily they had it and <laughs> the local sheets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so known for their uh, craft, craft beer selection. No, no other sheets. It was just the local ones. So um, awesome. yeah, I'm gonna give it out of ten. Give me like a seven two out of ten. Whoa. It is that good. I the PBR. Yes, I, mean, I, I rank, promise. I mean, to be I mean, fair, I'd rank a PBR ten out of ten. Okay, but, well, know, oh, I, stop about it. that. Yeah, get out of here with that. <laughs> I, I mean. It was, you don't deserve to drink the beer you're drinking right now. <laughs> it I'm was really good, man. I it was. It yeah. So, uh, I definitely... Um, You'd get it again. Last place out of oh. us four. I would definitely get it again. Yeah. For sure. So, go ahead, Ryan. So, I went with... I've never had anything from uh, Royal Docks before, but Royal Docks Brewing Ooh, Company. Oh, yeah. Are good. Out of that's, Canton. That's yeah. Canton. Right. Canton. Yep. I've never had anything from them before. This is Downstream Jam. It's a uh, Damson Plum Goes. I really like it. Super smooth, really easy to drink. It's unfiltered, so if you're weird about sediment in your beer, uh, look alive because mm. uh, there definitely is some. You got yeah. some floaties. You got some pulp. You got a little, <laughs> got a little bit of pulp in there. Um, it is so. If you if you get this thinking I'm going to get a sour beer, you're not. It's it's definitely less aggressive um, on the sour side of things, mm. um, but it's it's sweet without being overly overly sweet. Um, really good flavor. Um, it's not over, overly plummy, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, not like okay, too fruity. Because like my issue with these type of beers is how sour they are. Like Not even a little. It's, really? No, it's it's mild as can be. This is, right. this is like juice. This might be it, one it is, that I need to try. You would definitely want to give this a shot. Um, got it at Giant Eagle. Super easy uh, to find. 
and uh, I would definitely get it again. I would not drink it if I wanted something super tart or sour, but really refreshing. This would be great for like a super hot day, which we'll, we'll talk about super hot days later. Yeah. We'll talk about it. That's it. I don't know what just happened. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I got uh, – you guys all took uh, some risks this week, except Jimmy. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's in his own little world over there. I uh, I went tried and true. I don't think I've. You guys might. Uh, Jordan, you may have gotten this before on the show, but I I know I haven't. We've um, probably done it a while back. Yeah, I went uh, pretty basic, but it's uh, very very good. Great. Well, I mean it's a great beer any time of the year, but I feel like this is a really good summer style beer. Very light. It's uh, Habitual from Saucy Brewworks. Uh, very very good. One of my favorites that they make. Um, five point. Zero, five point zero percent. I really got, appreciate if, the specifics. If you guys, if you guys, if you guys uh, <laughs> listening uh, knew just what's been going on tonight and how much of a train wreck I am, uh, yeah, showed up an hour late. <laughs> uh, couldn't get my mic to work. Uh, couldn't get it, you know, un. Couldn't set it up. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm pretty disheveled right now. I'm I'm befuddled. Almost broke the table. Almost yeah. broke the table. I was kicking stuff underneath <laughs> the table. Almost broke Ryan's mic. Yeah, you know, I almost you know jumped off the deck into the pool. Which, by the way, not only are we doing this episode in person for the first time in three months, this is the first time we've ever done an episode outside. Oh, we and had like here. three firsts. Yeah, and wow. here, and here. Yeah. This is oh yeah, we're, we're at Jimmy's, Jimmy's pad. place. For we're at Casa yeah. de Jimmy Casa out on de the deck. <laughs> out Sir. on the deck, just hanging. We've got the mood lighting above us and everything. I know. It really set the scene, but the pool's not open. It's unfortunately, not open. it's just a dark, dark place out there right now. <laughs> Damn shame. <laughs> it's like a metaphor for the world yeah, these right? days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, those are the beers of the week. So if you heard anything that catches your ear uh go and try it um did uh you got a crowler of that jordan correct yeah you're noble yep yes okay. sir so i wanted him to drink it straight out of the can like a savage but he demanded a glass yeah, what is wrong with you? i need a glass because i'm part of the finer things club <laughs> okay jim <laughs> uh, jim i think you mean toby and pam pam did let him in well and oscar but pam did let him in right at the end oh i would be oscar because i'm mexican you said it not me but I love Oscar. it is it Oscar's great. It's He's fantastic. one of my favorites. All right, this is going off the rails real quick. But, <laughs> uh, so those are the beers of the week. So let's uh, let's move it along here. We are outside in fantastic weather, fantastic temperatures, and we posted a poll this week, and we wanted to know what temperature people like it. Are you more of a cooler temperature type person, or do you like it hot and sweltering and sweaty out there? So we posted that poll, and we gave just a temperature range, kind of like what we've been experiencing recently. So we went with 65 to 75, and then 75 to 85, and where uh, you fall in those two categories. So we'll go around the table here and give our thoughts real quick, and then we'll see what you guys said. So um, anyone wants to jump in? I'll, I'll, I'll start off. Yeah, you start off. We'll do the same I'm thing. definitely 65, 75. I'm on, like, the higher end of that. Like, for me, it's perfect if it's, like, 70, 72, 73, sunny out. For me, if it gets into the 80s, that's, especially here in Cleveland, when it gets into the 80s, that's when it gets humid. That's when it's, like, you're trying to walk through, like, like a bowl of soup. Like, the air is so thick. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's just, I know, it's just yeah. terrible. And then don't I mean you know nine I didn't even want to put nineties on the poll because like I know some people do like it when it's in the nineties, but I think if we had our druthers, we'd rather it be in the eighties and lower. But some people like it hot, like the man to my left, mm. Mr. Gonzalez. So, I will never complain about sixty-five to seventy-five. Ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, I love that, but. I get so annoyed with like the 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 cold weather in the north. So once the hot weather comes, I'm like, just make it hot. Like I I'm one of those weirdos who likes feeling sticky in the summer. Oh, and no. not when I sleep, not no. when I sleep. But like I don't mind it throughout the day. Like I'm like whatever. Like you know, just take a shower and go in, in AC at the end of the day or whatever. But. I love it. So I voted 75 to 85. Um, I especially like it when it's a little warmer, too, when then you can actually... Like, I can't get near water if it's anything under 85 degrees. So if I'm going to be doing any swimming, which I'm not a big swimmer, I need it warmer. So, yeah, I voted 75 to 85. See, I agree with you there when you say you can't go near the water when it's under, like, Mm -hmm. Mm 80-ish. I don't know how people go to Lake Erie when it's, like, in the 70s because the water's still so cold. Oh, it's, like, 50 degrees not enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah. it's not enjoyable whatsoever. Maybe if you have a jet ski or a boat, just, you know, stay on it. (laughs) Don't fall in the water. But, anyways, I voted um, 65, uh, 75, right? Is that Uh it? 75? Yeah. Um, Big fall guy here. Big fall guy. Big fall guy. I make that pretty well known during uh, our episodes in the fall. Yeah. Football season, love Halloween. I, I know there's a time and place, season, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just can't stand the humidity when it's in, like, the high 80s. Luckily, we got a pool back here, so that's always a perk. Uh, sorry for my friends that are listening that know me and haven't been to the pool and probably aren't my friends anymore because it's not open, <laughs> but it's all right. I'll win you back. Anyways, I like it cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, not Jordan. <laughs> um, <laughs> my thing is I'm, I'm always warm. I'm always hot. Yeah, uh, I got a, I got well, a, that hair and that beard. I got a whole mess of hair, and yeah. so you know, like for me, if I had it my way, we'd never go north of like seventy-two ever. Yes. Um, I, I get it. For if you want to be in the water, I guess there is something to be said about you know, like an eighty-degree day and being on the water. Okay, I'll take that in isolated incidents, but like I want to be able to wear jeans. I want to be able to wear a hoodie or a flannel. Yeah. Uh, I'm after my couple years in New Hampshire. I'm fully uh invested in like basic hipster lumberjack fashion and so i'm like i want jeans boots and flannels like 90 percent of the time it's a great look um, it is yeah it works i'm telling you it works with the beard it's it's kind of it's become my shtick um and i just i it's incredibly uncomfortable i don't mind i love working out i love playing sports i love camping i don't mind getting sweaty i don't mind getting dirty if i'm supposed to be but if i'm like at work or like walking around or worst. like hang trying to hang out with friends and i just feel like that sticky feeling you're talking about like i that makes my skin crawl. Like if I'm really? not, if I'm not supposed to be, if I'm not doing something that I'm supposed to be getting sweaty or dirty, like in like sports or camping or whatever, I'm just like slowly dying inside. I don't know what it is. I might be like borderline OCD or something, but I cannot I have, handle it. I have some pretty fond memories of like going to graduation parties when it's like July or whatever it may be, and just back drenched yeah. in sweat and nice fun. clothes. Just like, not a good. I mean, I I gotta say this. Like I've had a lot of people be like, "You like the way." I, I grew up in it, so I, do, I don't That's really... That's what you knew, like, yeah. I, I, I hate the cold with a passion. Like, I... The curses that come out of my mouth when I walk to work in a cold day, like in the winter. I would, yeah. Like, I, I, I just... I hate it so much, but, like, 
once the summer hits, I know the 90 degree days are terrible and not exactly feeling good either, but I just, I'm like, I, I'll take this over the cold. My thought is you can always put more on. There's only oh, so much you can so take so off. Many times. There's only Everyone so much you can North, take off. Everybody in the Everyone, world Yeah, because it's true. And it's real. good point. Because it's very real. I would take 45 over 85 almost every time. I take four. I, I would rather be forty-five than eighty-five. See, that's probably yeah. like ninety percent of the time. I like that's, being that's interesting. I don't know if I would go to that extreme, but I can I can see if it's if it's eighty-five and it's like real humid. I, that's just maybe it's because I, I I live in a house that doesn't have central air, and I have this uh, little portable AC unit. So when it's eighty-five, I put that thing at like sixty and full blast, and it it drops my house temperature like five degrees it's brutal. well see you just gotta get yourself accustomed to dealing with it <laughs> in your living space and then when you go to sleep at night you Jordan have a just 66 says, grow up and deal with it and you're good to go <laughs> no see that yeah that you sound like my dad who's like you guys are lucky you had ac growing up when we were kids we just sat around an oscillating fan or just laid he in knows. misery he knows <laughs> it's literally what he said like two hours ago he knows what it is yeah, whatever. all about whatever yeah I will blast he AC. Knows. I'll tell you what, though. When it comes to utilities, I will blast the AC all summer long, but I'll have, like, windows open in the winter. Oh, so, so like, you I'll, would uh, make I'll, a good Houston resident because they're obsessed with AC. Oh, absolutely. I'll take I'll take the AC Who all summer be? long, and I'll Turn absolutely blast it. Yeah. But then I'll save, you know, so I'll, I'll spend my brains out on utilities through the summer, but then come yeah. fall and winter, I'm, the windows will be open yeah. all winter long. When I lived in college uh, in the wintertime, we kept the windows open. Me, luckily, yeah. luckily, uh, uh, that was acceptable by, by my roommate. <laughs> so, yeah, the window was open. Depends what the the winter's like in Ohio. Here's well, here's the least... thing that here's the thing that I always that I always say. You get to a certain point where you can't take layers off. You can always put layers. Yeah, on. yeah. yeah there you go, Jordan. He just See? said it again. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Did you say that? Yeah, we, that's what you we were guys. saying. You can always <laughs> add more layers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, no, that's fine. Again, you're, just, you're validating you your point. Underscore my again, point. I'm, yeah. I'm a complete train wreck right now, so <laughs> I'm not paying attention. I'm just but saying whatever I want. Point. Yeah. So true. Um, yeah. So uh, we definitely wanted to. What did we did we say the poll results on that? No, not yet. Uh, the poll results are so. Not surprisingly, cooler weather beat out warmer weather. It was close, though, wasn't it? But it was very close. Yeah. First of all, we got a lot of votes, like way more votes than I thought we would. Yeah. And we had 52% said they prefer 65 to 75. 48% said they prefer 75 to 85. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I, def- I, I, was, I definitely thought the warmer weather would, um, would win out on that poll. I'm kind of shocked. Just because people get so sick of the winter here, and it's like, you know, they want it to be hot, hot, hot. And this weekend we had, for June, we had seasonably cooler temperatures this weekend. I thought it was fantastic. I, yeah, I would take that. This weekend, it. like 68 and sunny, all, I would take that every single day. But It was too cool this weekend, man. I mean, when it, <laughs> that's like spring weather. <laughs> I mean, when, when, it, when it got dark, yeah, it got cool. But if you were sitting in the sun outside... I thought it felt fantastic. So that's our poll of the week. Um, all right, moving right along here. Uh, let's go ahead and get caught up here with uh, our good buddy James Basarchik. The catch up. Take it away, Jimmy. Let's do it. Let's start with uh, a recent event happening this past weekend. Not events, probably a bad word. Um, a woman was held at gunpoint, and her car was jacked at Independence newly opened Top Golf 
reported by News Channel 5. Huh. Uh, interesting. Whoa. I was actually supposed to be here at the same time. Top golf? Yeah, I've, I had uh, a few of my past coworkers, four of them, who were there like an hour before it happened. But um, two armed men were threatening to shoot her. They were, um, you know, came up to her car and like said, get out. That's and crazy. And what she did, she ran back and called the police. And In I independence. There was about five of them, but two of them approached her. So, Jeez. A little I, scary. I hadn't even heard that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I did see that on Twitter, but I didn't like read the story or anything to see like what exactly happened. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. <laughs> kind like of seriously, independence. Like, yeah. So <sighs> I mean, just kind of a warning. Everybody, just be yeah, careful. I, dark I was, parking uh, lots. I wanted to do. I wanted to do uh, top golf for my birthday this year, but then uh, COVID happened. Mm. So top golf just reopened. So maybe you know a little uh, two month late birthday celebration. Who knows? There you go. Um, Count me in. Let's move on. I, I can't. I, 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 I would love to see Jordan swing a golf club. Um, it will be entertaining. Worth the price of admission. It will be entertaining. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a comically bad golfer. I'll go. It'll be, it'll be great. Good times. <laughs> Real bad. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely just as bad. All right, moving on. Uh, reported today, Ohio County Fairs can reopen this summer. With Corona precautions, of course. Um, so that's kind of big news. With Cedar Point and Kings Island saying they're going to open, um, yeah. and implement the social distancing thing. What about the uh, What about the Cuyahoga County Fair? It, they're allowed to reopen, but I thought I saw something saying they're not going to really? have it. Well, what's interesting? So, so uh, one of the reasons why I was late was I was with my uh, church small group uh, before this, and somebody said that. Uh, where I wrote it down, that the Middleburg Heights, uh, like the home days, the fair, whatever, Mm -hmm. they're actually going to be doing a fair food drive on uh, June 20th. So, like, where they usually do it, I don't know where they do it, Middleburg Heights, I can't remember. I think maybe by the rec center or something. Um, They're going to actually, like, because a lot of people go to, like, the fair, you know, funnel cakes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's, like, half of it when people go for it. Yeah, funnel cakes and uh, uh, cotton candy and, you know, all that stuff. Like, you can drive through, and they'll probably have, like, their uh, trailers set up, like the vendors, and you can, like, drive through and get, yeah. like, uh, fair food. That's smart. It's kind of cool. You don't need to go on the rides anyways. They're kind of right. dangerous. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're dirty. Not they're yeah. dirty. Certified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, every, yeah right? I never know how those things get approved. Hey, kind of scary. One of the reasons why I don't go on roller coasters, you remember Pharaoh's Fury? Yeah. The, the ship? The boat. Mm-hmm. The boat? So, I, this was, like, I was 10 years old. I was... I went in there with a friend of mine, and uh, we sat down. We we're gonna do it, and I was I was a little like, eh. This isn't even a roller coaster, but I was like, eh, ten years old. Get in there. Uh, they're like, he straps in all the people, and I look down. The boat like start. You know how it starts like real slow. I look down. I don't have a seatbelt on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That thing would have gone. It would have flown me. Like it would have <laughs> like flung me. But you the harness, which is not very tight, anyways, right? I, there was nothing on. There was no bar. No, it's just a seatbelt. It was. It was a. It was a, a, it was a belt. Fair, baby. <laughs> it was, they it was, had it the was, harness. No, it's as strong as my home days. Wow, this is, this strong, is twenty-three years ago. I, I screamed bloody murder. <laughs> stop! Stop! Started bawling my eyes out. To this day, I won't go on a ride. Literally, the same Dude. thing happened to me at Strong's Home Days too. Not on the same ride, but it was the one. 
where it's like <laughs> sits two people and it goes like back and forth. It's like a chair and it goes in a yeah. circle. Oh, that sounds awful. I don't know what yeah. it's called. Oh, God. But I won't do it. I won't go on any rides. I like, hate like, rides, I'll, dude. Like, yeah. like if somebody want, like if a group of people want to go to Cedar Point, I'll go. I just won't go on any rides. The amount of times I've declined Cedar Point trips, yeah, I, could, I, t- I couldn't count them. I won't take Cedar Point like, slander. I, I, at all. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are lifers. Yeah. But anyways, hold on. In the story. Uh, lifers are losers. Wow. wow. Same thing happened to me. I, it was me and my friend. It was like three of us. We were maybe six or seven. And our moms like took us. You know, they're talking, chit-chatting. The guy's going around buckling everybody up. And he misses our cart, of course. <laughs> so we have no seatbelts on. This thing would really fling us into like a fence. My mom's like, oh, my God, stop the ride. They don't have seatbelts. What are you doing? And, like, I was kind of oh, freaking wow. out. I, I was like, oh, I, I better hold on. I bet your mom went off. Went off. I she, can imagine. I'm sure she one. cussed him out. I was five or six. I don't remember. But, you know, those How are you allowed on rides at five? Huh? Uh, Kyle, I was probably Strongsville older. days or whatever it's, it's called. It's Strongsville, Strongsville home days. Oh, I bet it's sketches. Sketch fair. You know, you know, you know Strongsville. That everything's sketch there. Sketch city, man. Not as bad as like Cuyahoga County no, Fair. Was, I'm <laughs> joking. Worse. Strongsville's like Strongsville's like the, the yeah, place that everybody's like, oh, you're from Strongsville. You probably were really, really rich growing up. You walk on bricks of gold. Yeah. All right, moving All right, on. Anyways, I won't take the slander. <laughs> All right, uh, this was reported today or yesterday, I believe. Local rapper from Cleveland, oh, Machine Gun I, Kelly. I was hoping you were going to put this in there. MGK and actress Megan Fox spotted in Los Angeles no, making out. Dude, no, this literally hurt my heart. No. They are reportedly dating, uh, obviously. No. And she starred in his music video, of Bloody Valentine. I saw that, and I'm like, so, oh, God, I hope this isn't what. all the guys. I mean, that's a win for him. Go the, him. I saw, it's a win I, for him, but. Yeah, right, but, oh but it's a loss for all of us. It's this a is loss my rea- for This was mankind. my reaction. This is my reaction when I saw that. What? <laughs> I mean, good for him, but. Megan, what are you doing? My goodness gracious. So, that's God, a thing. <laughs> so, Literally, uh, that is a loss for mankind, and I don't mean I don't mean humankind. I mean man. That's a loss for man right there. Can we talk? I, I guess what? if we... I, I like guess an awful lot of assumptions that I anybody guess, had a I, shot here. I guess... <laughs> I, exactly. You know, my community college teacher once told us that, I kid you not, some guy was like, oh, like Megan Fox, and she's like, it was like a sociologist teacher or something. And she was like, if you love Megan Fox, why couldn't you be with her? And I think every guy in the room was like, but we? You're like, you're right. <laughs> you're you're, I do have a chance. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, dumb and so yeah, I have a chance. Thanks to my community college teacher. You're saying I have a chance. And so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> but of course I'm kidding because I'm, uh, I'm taken. It's all in jest. But, um, Are you? I am taken. Yes. <laughs> But uh, in all seriousness, MGK, all right. You know what though? It, I, good for him. Good for MGK. Here, here's my reaction to uh, uh, Megan Fox when uh, oh, I found that out. Guess what? He missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy D. Jimmy so D. there we go. We are caught up, and let's move on. My, my, right. my, my. That was goodness. a good. That was a good segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Of course. Way to do your research, which we don't do. College graduate right here. I literally just almost started singing a song right now. I don't know why. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> this this we're episode, in rare form tonight. Wow. Yeah, this is this is quite the episode. Yeah, you know what's good though is I feel like these are some of our better episodes. Oh yeah, we're just like, we're just flying around. off the hip. Not like not like 
Well, hey, okay, let's talk about baseball and uh, <laughs> what's going on there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, speaking guys, of. speaking of, <laughs> let's, uh, well, not, not baseball, but we're going to go into a uh, little uh, discussion. And uh, we're going to start off with the National Basketball Association. Ooh, so, Jordan, if you want to... National wanna, Basketball Association. What is going on? Because, like, so, they had they, they had said, hey, we're coming back July 30th, 30th or 31st. We're doing this uh, bubble in Orlando, uh, 22 teams, all this stuff. And now, well, it's really just one player, but there's a couple others that are... They, uh, with they, him. But Kyrie is just I'll, trying I'll, to throw a wrench in all of this. I'll say this right now. They're still going to play. Um, this is just some other little thing to talk about in the meantime because we have, what, uh, at least almost – we have a month and a half essentially before they actually tip off the first game. So there's plenty of news that needs to be filled in in that time. Um, Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, who I, I legit didn't know still played, uh, and Dwight Howard do not support playing basketball right now. Um, the reasons vary. Kyrie Irving, I'm sorry. I like the guy. He's so talented. He's so he's quite the basketball player. But he is also quite the character. Um, I really don't know why he doesn't want to play. It's very ambiguous. It's a typical Kyrie response. Jimmy, you said you had heard some word on the street that there was some deeper reasoning to like yeah, what was going on i probably should have wrote my uh, sources down but <laughs> uh it was a podcast sources tell interview. me it was matt barnes and steven jackson I oh believe. uh uh the smoke or something i think their podcast is called the smoke yeah something like that, or yeah. all the smoke or something yeah um it's just a little clip um, which is in I reference found. to weed so Matt Barnes oh. said, like, Kyrie needs to stop the BSing. Sitting out without a cause or a purpose defeats the purpose, and then it also divides us. But he said, um, apparently or allegedly, Kyrie wanted to go to Orlando to watch the team play when the season resumed, and they said, like, no, you can't, you're not playing. You know, it's kind of like a liability right. for some reasons. Let's, and let's, now he's yeah. taking the stance of, let's start our own league or let's just cancel okay. the season. All right. What? Um, so, like, what? So so he so he was gonna go to Orlando, not play even though he can play, and because they said no, you can't come watch us in person. Now he wants to start his own league and play. What is going on? So let's let's throw another wrench in this, and I, I'm I'm and what I'm about to say is I'm not making fun of what Dwight Howard <laughs> said. Yes, I you just are. don't know, and we all are too. No 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 because no, when I when, when you, I just don't think he's being realistic. So Dwight Howard, he had a long statement that I don't even know is worth. It's a lot of words. I'm going to read a few quotes from it. So he said in the first part of this, I agree with Kyrie Irving. Basketball or entertainment, period, isn't needed at this moment and will only be a distraction. I'm sorry. I don't know what he's talking about. But um, so he goes on and on. He talks about that we have resources. We don't need to play right now. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't I don't think that's the point. But anyway. Uh, then he starts talking about how he would love nothing more to win his first NBA championship. Um, but then he also, okay, this is the part where I'm not making fun of. He's talking about the movement that's going on right now, like the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the awareness that's being spread right now about systematic racism, which 
thank goodness that's happening. It's been so long that so many people didn't realize that, and I think a lot of people are realizing that now. Um, but then he ends with this statement. Um, it's, it's time our families became their own nations. Uh, no basketball till we get things resolved. My issue with that statement is I don't know what like what would be res- resolution. Um, I really do believe things are changing right now and for the better, but I, I think realistically it could be a while still before things fully change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still... There are swaths of the population that still don't believe in s- that systematic racism exists, which right. is insane because... It did, and you can go just study U.S. Yeah. history deeper, right? But anyways, be, no, uh, outside you, of that, you you tweeted a uh, video about the the VeggieTales, <laughs> veggie which is a, which was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic it's, it's, guys. VeggieTales is telling you systematic racism exists. Yeah. The, the Phil Vischer, the the found, one of the founders. Seriously, go look it up. It's fascinating, and he has sources to back it up. He's not just pulling yeah. this out of his back pocket. What I'm trying to say is, I don't know how realistic it is to say that we can't play basketball until everything's fixed because realistically the way the u.s works even just the way the law works it could be years before things truly start to change i do think we're going to look back when i'm 50 i believe i'll look back and be like whoa the summer of 2020 was where things really took a turn but I don't know when it's going to be like, wow, look what we've accomplished, right? I hope it's soon. And I mean, I, of course I hope it's soon. But that's, you know, we're, we're not a dictatorship. That's not how we're supposed to be. It's going to take time. And I think, unfortunately, more so than the lawmakers even, is just the population is going to, it's going to take the, a lot of swaths of the population are going to die never changing their beliefs, unfortunately. So what I'm trying to say is, I don't know how realistic that is. And there are some, there are many players that are saying that's not realistic. Austin Rivers, um, LeBron James, allegedly, he hasn't publicly exactly Patrick said it Beverly. yet. Patrick Beverly, straight up. In fact, LeBron did, LeBron did come on and say that. Like, oh, I'm, you're right. I'm, yeah. He said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, LeBron, he said, he said, LeBron I can affect, said, he said, he, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. He yeah, said yeah. he can play hoops in Orlando and keep making an impact on the Black Lives yeah, Matter right. front. Which I agree 100%. And right. to be fair to LeBron, he's been a vocal advocate sure. for this for decades. Like, sure. probably almost since the beginning of his career. Absolutely. So Even great... even before the Kaepernick stuff. Right, right. Because he was, he was wearing the I Can't Breathe t-shirt right. in warm-ups right. in 2014. Exactly, after Eric Garner. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, I love Pat Bev. He was a former Rocket. Uh, he's a goofball, but I love right. him. He tweeted a tweet that I think really encapsulates why what Dwight Howard's saying isn't realistic. Pat Bev said, Hoopers say what y'all want. If King James said he hooping, we all hooping. Not personal, only business. And then he had hashtag stay woke with the black power uh, fist. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, that's the crux of it right now. King James, he is the king of the NBA. He's been the right. king for a long time now. If James wants to play, and by the way, we all know from that meeting about a month ago that the majority of the superstars want to play. Right. They're going to play. I, I don't really know what Kyrie's motivation is. I've never understood. Dwight Howard might be more sincere, and I appreciate him standing up for these things. 
I just when your own teammate who is the king of the NBA is saying no we're going to play and we're going to speak out I think it actually my personal opinion I'm not an NBA star I'm not a black man but my personal opinion is I think if they play people are going to be watching that there's not a lot of sports right now there's not a lot of anything going on right now like that I think if they play they could wear t-shirts they could give post-game interviews they could do so many things to raise awareness more so than if they're just not playing. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, and Austin but. Rivers even in response to some of Kyrie's, you know, statements yeah. about things was saying like, "Hey, if we get back to playing and we get back to making money, we now have resources to do things in exactly. our communities to exactly. to to legitimately impact change in a different way." And it, I don't want to say it's always money because at the end of the day, you can still donate time if you're, you know, exactly. uh, That's it, so you know true. time and energy are important uh, donations as well, not to be overlooked. We, we oftentimes end up seeing like, oh, so-and-so donated X amount of dollars, and then we judge, it, was it enough or, or too much, not enough, whatever, we play yeah. that game. So yeah. it, at the end of the day, it goes beyond dollars and cents. Um, you know, like you were saying, you know, the, the post-game interviews, like what, how, you know, thinking about like Marshawn Lynch's uh, Super Bowl, I'm, I'm just here to not get fined. Like right. what, if, what, if, <laughs> yeah. what if every post-game opportunity was just like an opportunity to not answer questions, but to simply say, hey, you know, Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers are, are, are currently right. f- sure. still at large or Absolutely. or whatever. Say whatever you want to say. Um, th- there's a platform to still be had. So and I do play. and I do want to add this real quick. So this was the final part that I wanted to discuss from my from my, when I'm speaking. Uh, Avery Bradley from the LA Lakers uh, is the is a co-leader of a of a players coalition with Kyrie Irving, by the way. Now, I think this makes a little more sense. So he said the group that they formed is eager to hear the league office ownership and sponsors detail a plan on issues of importance to the black community before the NBA's restart in Orlando, Florida. So now I think Bradley has kind of brought a little more reason to this and a little more focus. So if that's what Howard and, and Kyrie and Brad and Bradley are saying that, Hey, before we play, we just want to know that you guys aren't just giving us corporate BS we want to know you guys are legit. Which, by the way, the NBA, in my opinion, has been one of the better organizations for cultural and social change and, and civil rights. Um, kudos to Adam Silver for being a very open-minded, I would say, uh, you know, commissioner. But that makes sense. If they're just saying, hey, look, all we're saying really is we just want to make sure that we have a game plan to promote these causes that are important to the black community before we play. Now, that I can get behind 100% because a lot of corporate just say beat. They just say bullshit. It's not real. They're just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we agree. And they don't do anything. So I get that. I get that. I would be curious to see what the rest of the league has to say about that, especially since it's a, it's a, you know there's a lot of African-American players in the league, obviously. Um, and I would just be curious to see what what the rest of the league says, but that makes sense. What Bradley's saying, that kind of puts what Kyrie and Dwight were saying earlier into perspective. This came out today, by the way. So this is a newer development. So, yeah, I think we're going to see basketball no doubt. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of social commentary during it, which is great. And I'm all about that. For sure. For sure. I, uh, I didn't want to interrupt here cause, uh, uh, I agreed with everything you said. Um, I, 
I didn't realize Avery Bradley played for the Lakers. I didn't even realize he still played, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's like he I think he's like they're starting like two guard or something. Let me see how like, old it's like he crazy. Is. He's not that old. No, I don't think so. I think he might be uh, early thirties if oh, he's even thirty. Okay, no, I was definitely wrong on his age. He's twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize that it was more so I didn't realize he played for the Lakers. I for yeah. some reason thought he played with the Mavs. I don't know why. But <coughs> I don't even think he ever played for them, but that's what I thought. Yeah, I just my my whole my whole thinking on this whole thing is uh, it it just baffles me Kyrie's stance because I, I feel like uh, I, I'm totally in LeBron's camp and and I feel like they can promote a lot more change by playing and you know they're gonna be they're gonna be on the forefront of like everybody's gonna be watching them mm-hmm. because you know who knows if we're gonna have baseball and the right. NFL doesn't start till September so right. you know the only thing that's gonna be Going on is the NBA, well, and they're going to be televised. Well, oh, that's but right. The NBA that's right. crushes the NHL. Right, that's right. In, in but um, with the NBA, you know, they're going to be playing like we've learned five, six games a day. They're going to be on TV all day. That's literally a window to be able to even protest while you're right playing these games. You know, LeBron like. Like how they wear those T-shirts, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're gonna be, see start seeing a lot of T-shirts. Start seeing kneeling and in the NBA on the shoes too, like where they write messages right. on their exactly. shoes. Exactly, yeah. bringing a whole bunch of awareness. I don't understand where sitting out and not playing and taking your, taking yourself out of the public eye. Right. What it's going to accomplish? I mean, well, unless, unless he has something else planned, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I don't know what the and, alternative is. My my thought is like the argument comes down to, and this is going to be an oversimplification for sure would be what allows you to impact the most positive change by playing and using the platform to then, you know, again, wear the shirts, and right. make and the statements, whatever, or essentially withhold your services. The punishment is there's no basketball until we yeah. see serious change. And it's, right. you know, and at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you remember like in, in school, it's, you know, we can mess with the curve on the test. If everybody fails the test, we all pass the test, right? And then a yeah. couple people panic and actually take the <clears> test, <throat> and it blows the whole thing for everybody. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think Kyrie is going to be able to get enough numbers. True. The league yeah. is going to be able to right. say we're going to call your bluff, and we're, that's why I agree right. with Jordan. We're going to see I'll, basketball. I'll say this though. I'll say this though. If he, if he, if he and Bradley and and Howard want to do that, and if they feel that that will be able to bring attention to them so they can then bring attention to these issues more power to them if they want to do that They're i mean right. muhammad ali and kaepernick and, and and some other players i'm sure in history uh sports players in history have done similar things and it had an impact right so if they want to do that you know that that's that's fine i don't want to disrespect that i just i see the rest of the league is saying a different story so i'm inclined to, to go with what LeBron and other major superstars are going to say, hey, we're going to play, and we're also going to bring awareness. So, yeah. Yeah. I. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, uh, pretty, I, pretty much, and you said it, Jordan, what LeBron says goes, basically. So, yeah. like, Kyrie's revolt or movement that he was trying to start got killed when LeBron came out publicly and said, I'm playing and I can still promote change by playing. So that's why you only see like two or so players, you know, backing him. Like right. everybody right. you know, I you know, I think the NBA, you know, let's not let's call for what it is. It's a predominantly black league. Yeah, it is. So you, 
I think it's better for their movement if those guys can can, can come back playing, continue to earn paychecks, and maybe use that money or their stature for good by using that money and by not playing. Like, you don't play, you're not getting People paid. People aren't going to pay attention. People you're not aren't going to tune right. in to watch the games. And I think know? that's – I can't remember who it was. If it was um, Steven Jackson or – He's been a huge vocal leader. I can't remember, but he he said, somebody said, uh, "How are we? How are we forwarding the Black Lives Matter movement by not playing and not getting paid?" Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was Austin Rivers. I think it was was probably Austin Rivers. Yeah, Yeah, I think Austin Rivers said that. That's not what he said. But yeah, I just, man, I, I don't know what it accomplishes to not play. But I agree. That's you know, I haven't read up enough about it to really form an opinion that's just my like snapshot like like i'm looking at this like huh but hey if Kyrie has his reasons he doesn't want to play that's his right exactly. he doesn't have to play but exactly. you know that means this he doesn't this thing's moving so rapidly at this point you know by the time sure. this by the time this episode airs we could have a whole another <laughs> right. whole t- different right. conversation right. to be had because the way things are moving these days your guess is as good as mine as to what rolls around the corner next. Speaking of that, right. what's going on in baseball right now? Dude, Rob Manfred. <laughs> I have been thinking for about three days straight on how to find a slightly toned down, polite way to say what I want to say, and I, I'm, I'm struggling. So let it suffice to say that he can... I don't even know. I can't say. I, can't, I don't want to be that guy. He sucks. Manfred sucks. He's the worst. He's the worst. There you go. He's, he sucks. he's the worst commissioner in sports. I'm disgusted. And, and I he want to be was, clear. He was the worst commissioner in sports before this happened. Correct. And it's only getting worse. And I do want to be clear about something though. He he very much sucks. But at the end of the day, the, any commissioner of a league represents the owners. I Absolutely. mean, he is he was hired by the owners to yep. do what the owners he want. Works for the and owners. so yep. I am still. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. I am still so irate. That people are coming after players when at the end of the day, first of all, like I said, Manfred sucks. I'm going to keep saying Manfred sucks every about 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> that's probably, that's probably better. That's probably better than what you want to say. I, I want to say so many things, man. He's just garbage, but he's garbage on behalf of the owners. Like yeah. th- this whole thing with we are absolutely 100% going to play. Right. And within the week, it's I, yeah. I, I don't feel so confident about it well, anymore. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting was we recorded oh, the episode God. last week, and we didn't even know that there was that provision right. in what they agreed upon in March. Like the the pandemic happened, and they came to an agreement in which the players actually agreed to give Rob Manfred uh, overseeing and overreaching power to be able to start a MLB season, even if they didn't have an agreement. He's like, "Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna play a 50 game season. You're gonna get." You know, blah, 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 you're going to get pro-rate. I think it was 50-game season, full pro-rated salaries, yep. um, and then they wanted to do expanded playoffs. But, and then I think Manfred, and it was probably the owners that uh, said, when he said, hey, we're going to play no matter what, they probably were like, you freaking moron. Panic mode. What Panic is mode. the matter with you? Because what happens now is the players know and the public knows that the MB, or NBA, the MLB is essentially stalling until they can say, "Oh, we have no other recourse but to play 50 game season." Mm-hmm. Yet, the, Major League Baseball can very easily play an 80 game season right now if they made an agreement and they and they, uh, you know, put a plan in place to start spring training, restart spring training for a couple weeks. And but what happens is the owners want the owners don't want to. They want to lose as much money as possible. 
So if they can't get the players to agree to pay cuts based on less than a full proration of their salaries, which I've almost it's 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 funny, it's almost kind of similar to when we had Rufus on. I've almost come full circle on this mm-hmm. because to be honest with you, I was very much against the play. It, it's almost like a jealousy thing. I I I hate seeing uh, people bitch and complain when they're making millions of dollars to play a game that kids like to play. But when you look at it, and you look at the greed of MLB—it's not even MLB owners; it's, it's every owners in sports. Like, if they have an opportunity to not lose money, they're going to take it. Which, more power to them. It's probably the reason why they're in the position that they are as billionaires. But for the sake of what's going on right now, they could very easily have a season right now of seventy-five games, full prorated salaries for the players, which. To them, in a situation as they're in, that's what's fair. The owners say, well, we can't make money off of fans being in the stadium, so we shouldn't be able to do that. You know how you also don't make money? By not having a season at all. Because Rob Manfred sucks. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) basically basically (laughs) what Manfred said, now what he's saying is it's a stall tactic. He's saying that, hey, I'm not confident that we're going to have baseball at all, which is BS because there's a provision in the contract that they agreed upon with the players that uh, they would play a 50, 48, I think it's 48 to 50 game season, full prorated, like I said, and then they would do expanded playoffs, which then would put more money in the owner's pockets because the players don't make salaries off of playoff games. They get a play, they get some sort of like playoff bonus or something. So <laughs> essentially... Rob Manfred, not only has he screwed up this entire negotiation up until this, up until last week, but then he came out and said, hey, we're going to play no matter what, which, like, the owners obviously told him, why did you do that? Because then he comes out and says, well, I'm, you know, I'm not really confident, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's the, it's, whole, the whole thing from the start, it's, it's like the owners leaked this story about dollars and cents to the press, hopefully in, in this attempt from their perspective to try to get public opinion against the players. Right. And it worked for all of like a minute. And then I think a lot more people, kind of like the situation you're in, are slowly realizing how this thing's been playing out. It's like they, they I, I'm, I keep waiting for like, are they holding on to some cards that we don't know about? Or is like, are, are they maybe? No, they're not. Are, are, like, I, I'm trying to like, like rationalize a way to, to explain why they've handled this whole thing so poorly. And at the end, I can't come up with anything. I just think their plan backfired. They look like assholes. We all know it. And we'd like to see some baseball. At the end of the day, that's what I want. I want to see baseball. I think it's a fantastic sport. It's one of my favorites, and I think things are better when we have it. And maybe that just makes me sound like a child. I don't know, but it's just it is insane to me. Yeah, I I'm very sick and tired. And this is where I put it on both of them. Although I understand the players' plight with what how this got put thrown out in the public, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it. Yeah, just same. Just figure something out and start playing games like. I don't need to hear about how, oh, it's gone from 70, 70% of prorated salaries to 85% of prorated salaries over 72 games. The league offered them essentially like, the same deal. Right, exactly. Three or four times yeah. in a row. It, it was, they're, giving, a they're giving, they're giving, they're, they're, they're conceding on the percentage of prorating salaries, but they're cutting down the amount of games. Right. So it's essentially the same deal. It's like, okay, it's like with I, I, the, the whole players thing of tell us when, tell us where is obviously a PR uh, thing, whatever. Like, 
they're they're not going to take it it's not tell us when tell us where because they're not going to take any deal that they don't deem fair to them but like well they put it back in their court like you said with them agreeing to that deal saying at the other day if we can't get an agreement we give the commissioner yeah. this authority they right. said we're not we're done negotiating with you yeah we're gonna invoke that you know that yeah, that pri- that's uh, privilege that's or whatever true. let's go like yeah. this again this this is it all goes back to this backfiring in the commissioner and the owner's faces like if you wanted to play this game they stuck to their guns. I am yeah. sincerely proud well, of the players I mean, we, for holding firm. Yeah, I mean, we've said the last few weeks, like the the MLB Players Association is the most powerful union in all of sport. I mean, even I mean, you could you could go outside of sports. Uh, the players get what they want in yeah. baseball. I mean, you look at it; it's the only sport where there's no. I mean, soccer technically there's no salary cap, but teams generally do a good job of policing themselves when it comes to. Well, there is financial fair play, so I guess there is kind of a salary cap. But in baseball, there isn't. There isn't. Like, right. So, yeah. There's uh, there's no salary cap, so there's literally no there's no salary cap. There's no max con like the NBA, the NBA Players Association might be the worst because there's a salary cap number one on a league that has only 15 players on their roster. There's a max contract limit which you can make, which is also ridiculous for if you're looking at it for a player's perspective, but for baseball, there's no salary cap. There's no max contract. Uh, players are getting like 15, like not 15, but 10 to 12 year contracts that are fully guaranteed. Like a guy could sign it. Like Mike Trout just signed a uh, 12 12 year extension for 420 some million dollars. He could blow out his Achilles and never play again, mm-hmm. and he will get all of that money. Well, it's like Bobby Bonilla. Bobby right, Benita Bobby. Day rolls Bob, every what day is Bobby Benilla Day? Uh, it's like it's like <laughs> oh, April yeah, something. You're right, it's like he gets, yeah. He's he gets. I think it's what till like twenty twenty nine or something yeah, like that. Like a million he gets bucks a, every he gets year. like a million and some dollars every year from the Mets to pay out his contract. It's one of my favorite contracts it's in all of baseball. It's absolutely insane, and they agreed to it. The Mets agreed to. I think it was the Mets, right? Yeah, it was the Mets. Yeah, yeah. the Mets agreed to do it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. what they did is they spread out his contract. So he was, he, you know, he was due the rest of his contract in a few years, and they spread it out. So they would give him like a million dollars every year. But it's like, how would you feel if you retired for baseball for fifteen years and you're still getting a million dollars on a certain date every single year? It's like a pension plan. Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be. I mean, it's brilliant. So yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, we've we've gone back and forth with will we or won't we see you know baseball this year and i've i've changed my mind on this so many different times i am not really feeling confident these days i mean it's entirely possible that at the end of the day the owners end up conceding and giving manford the green light to say fine we'll do it we'll do 48 games at full prorated they'll play that because one of the big things that i have heard is that the owners were so hell-bent on keeping um well one they want to obviously they want to pay for as few games as possible but also um, playoff like time slots are already slotted for all the various TV channels, and right. they don't want to lose out on those playoff games and those time slots. Right. And so the idea is, if you can shorten the length of the season, and then stick to your normal playoff schedule or close to it, you don't end up screwing up next season. Which is something we're going to see in the we're going to see shockwaves with the NBA. The NBA schedule will be screwed years, up for the next two three years at, at yeah. least. And yeah. and you know what I mean. So you know football has avoided this. By virtue of it, just you know, dumb luck in the way the seasons yeah, line up. Right. Um, and so I, I get it from a scheduling perspective. I know that they don't want to mess with next season, 
of course, we'd all like to see as minimal interruption as possible. But again, these are unprecedented times. I mean, this yeah. is this is some next level stuff. By the way, I'm way overdue. Rob Manfred, you suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, it's just, it's a nightmare. I saw somebody, somebody who tweet, I forget who tweeted. Somebody, <laughs> somebody tweeted something about like Rob Manfred wears like Velcro shoes and it calls them. <laughs> He calls them points, not runs. We, <laughs> so we, so, yeah. so we, uh, we, that's funny. We, uh, when I went to, I went to BG and, uh, we went to the Mac championship game. This was after I graduated, but I still went to Detroit for the Mac football championship in 2013. And we were playing against Northern Illinois who had a Heisman trophy candidate in Jordan Lynch as quarterback. And, uh, there were people that were holding signs similar to that. They're that like, uh, uh, Jordan Jordan Lynch wears uh, wheelie tennis shoes. Yeah. Or, like, uh, jo- or Jor- Jordan Jordan Lynch still uses BBM, like BlackBerry yeah. Messenger and stuff yeah. like that. It's <laughs> freaking hilarious. Yep. The most like like off the wall, like non vulgar uh, disses. <laughs> like to people, yeah. like he still uses BBM. Like that's hilarious, but it oh makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's funny. So, I, I mean, at this day, if you made me pick, I, I think. I'm with Jordan. I think we see basketball. If you made me pick right now, I think that the owners cave and we see baseball. But it's going to yeah. be the bare minimum number of games. It's going to be in the upper 40s, maybe low. 50s. I think so too. Which is which is sad because it's just man, a 40 game baseball season. It's just like it's just like we, and, and 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 we're not gonna like it's it's a 40 game baseball season where we're not going to be able to go to the games. Like it's you know because uh-huh. they're not going to allow fans there and. They're going to do expanded playoffs because the owners have to try and make money back somehow. Well, we talked about this, you know, in the past as well with regards to asterisks on championships, and I don't think it's going to apply to the NBA, but I absolutely, absolutely would say it's going to apply to baseball. You don't if know who playing, these teams are after. If after you're, could you imagine? This is for a, a 45 game season in, in Major League Baseball is essentially playing a fourth of the season. Could you imagine if the NFL said, uh, if, if the NFL start, if the NFL, games. yeah, if the NFL generally started <laughs> in. Uh, the spring, and this affected them. If they said, "Hey, we're going to play a four-game regular season, and we're going to base the playoffs off of that," could you imagine? It's nuts. It's that's like that's nuts. like saying, "Hey, we're going to base the playoffs off of the preseason." Yeah, go Browns. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, hey. You know, what's speaking preseason, speaking of the Browns. Yeah. Uh, what do we? Yeah. Our our quarterback QB one saying some things. Baker Mayfield using his little platform that he's got talk about what's going on in uh, our world today it's not just him you know for jordan's sake jj watt is open is, is also very open and talking oh, yeah. about this very of subject course, of course watson um but for us as a cleveland podcast we're going to focus a little bit more on baker uh baker has taken a lot of crap this offseason uh as far as how he played last year and uh but he he came out swinging even before uh, this past week, he was one of the first guys who, um, when this whole thing started, uh, which was very vocal on social media with, uh, you know, posting about Blackout Tuesday and all this stuff and, um, you know, saying Black Lives Matter and uh, throwing his support uh, to uh, the BLM movement. Um, he was, uh, I can't remember exactly how it happened. It was on social media. It was, it was on Instagram. It was on Instagram. So, yeah, it was somebody commented something about, you know, Hey, do us all a favor and, and, and reassure us that you're not going to be taking me or, yeah. you know, like reassure your fans. And, yeah, and he, said he literally said, like, get your head out of it. Yeah. Of course I will. Yeah. Like, referring was, to take your head out of your ass. Yeah. 
and it was it was spectacular. But he's like, yeah, of course I'm kneeling. And then uh, he he posted some workout videos, and he was wearing an I can't breathe shirt, and um, he's been he's been very vocal. I mean, not just that. I mean, he's been posting on his stories on Instagram. He's been doing all that. Um, uh, he a lot yeah, of his teammates immediately. I got, I got the quote real quick. Okay. Um, someone said, "Please tell Browns fan you're not going to be kneeling this season." Right. And he responded, "Pull your head out." I absolutely am. And he said later on, he he messaged somebody else. He's like, "If I lose fans, I lose fans." Yeah, he posted that in a story. Um, yeah. He he talked about everybody's getting so bent out of shape about what he said and everything. And uh, he said, "If I lose fans, that's okay. I've always spec. I've always spoke from the heart, and uh, that's." Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he said after that. He but. said, "It's all. It's about equality and everyone being treated the same because we are all human. It's been ignored for too long, and that is my fault as well for not becoming more educated and for staying silent. If I lose fans, that's okay. I've always spoken my mind, and that's from my heart." You, you know, I feel like. The biggest thing for me, and I, I'm I'm part, you know, I obviously we host a podcast that a couple hundred people listen to, and I'm not a professional athlete, but for me, I think the the biggest impact for me is the fact that I'm, you know, I'm not staying silent about it anymore, and that's kind it's similar to what Baker's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know when Colin Kaepernick originally did his thing, and you know. Because I didn't know and I didn't understand what it was truly about, I didn't. I wasn't vocal about saying, "Hey, he should stand for the anthem." But in my head and in my heart, I was thinking, "Like, hey, that's kind of crappy what Colin Kaepernick's doing. Like, he needs to stand for the anthem." But I didn't. I didn't fully oh, understand, understand what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's like, you know, after my eyes have been opened more and my heart's been opened more, it's. It's more like, okay, I, I understand what he's getting at. I understand why. And I understand why he did the way he did it because doing anything else probably wouldn't have brought the amount of attention to it. You know, because players during the game kneel all the time. Yeah. Nobody knelt during the national anthem. Right. Well, he did. In kneeling in particular is is often symbolic. I mean, football players often will gather together from both teams and kneel in prayer either mm-hmm. before yeah. and or after right. games and midfield. R- routinely. Right. I mean, it's it's kneeling itself. I mean, we all we don't need to get into the the, the history again, but um, you know, Colin Kaepernick was talking with Nate Boyer about like how the kneeling is more respectful than just simply sitting on the bench and, and they, they right. talked about like this is a better way to go about doing it and this right. is like a highly respected military veteran yeah and that was the thing is is colin kaepernick went yeah, to Boyer, him Boyer, who, Boyer's who's a, a green beret right yes yeah he's an he's an, a former nfl player he played for the patriots and uh yeah he was in the military green beret and uh kaepernick had a conversation with him and immediately nate boyer threw his support behind him and nobody oh, nobody yeah, nobody right. saw yeah, that yeah. or nobody people saw it but they didn't want to accept it like Somebody who's actually in our military and has fought for our country mm-hmm. says that yes, do it. Like, it's your right. Speak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, I hate the I hate the cliche saying like "speak your truth" that people say all the time. But like, that's exactly what it was. I mean, yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. And um, well, and it's becoming more normalized. I think a lot of people have had an experience like you've had, where before, whether it was just simply because you didn't understand it, or for some people were. 
they they maybe they felt some guilty and they were projecting a little bit or I don't I don't it's not my place to play armchair psychologist. A lot of people haven't heard this message for a very long time, but we're finally seeing a lot of folks from across um, not just sports but across our you know culture uh, in general. I mean, we've I said it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Edge, you know, made a statement about it. Randy Orton actually recently just came out yeah. and said something as well. Another WWE yeah. guy, which is interesting um, because. <laughs> What's interesting with him is he was in the Marines and he uh, he went, I, I think he went AWOL in the Marines. Wait, really? Yeah, really. I, I did he, not know that. Yeah, I th- either he that that or he was dishonorably discharged. I have to look him up. The military. Like, I didn't even know that, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, he he was always a associate. staunch, very much so. Like, you know, this is how, this is the way things are done. And well, look at what NASCAR's done in recent you know recent history. As See, well. you Alvin Kamara went to a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah. After that, that's awesome. I mean, it's just. There's there's these pockets of where we don't typically associate people speaking up on various social justice issues are really starting to do so. It's we're yeah. seeing it again. You know, JJ Watt was was definitely he, he popped off on Twitter about somebody yeah. said something about so he 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 was kind of putting words in JJ's mouth and JJ popped JJ off like said, don't a, speak for me. A, yeah, at a, all. <laughs> don't talk for me. B I'm kneeling. Yeah. You know, something was, like that. I mean, yeah. Even Bill O'Brien and I tell you what, I, I I really bash on uh, Bill O'Brien as With good reason. A GM, I mean, uh, and the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy traded a top three wide receiver this offseason for a bag of beans. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm actually going to give him a call. I might have a shot at a tryout. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, he even said like Maybe one of those West Walker slot guys. Absolutely, sign me up, dude. I'd do that. I'd be like the fourth string West Walker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even he said you know that he would be willing to well, talk no, to his players he, and take he any. said he said he is yeah and he's been very very i don't know if he maybe already had these thoughts and he just was keeping quiet like a lot of people did but he's been very vocal about it um uh the mcnair bob mcnair's son um cal mcnair and and mcnair's wife have been very have been hosting weekly video chats with uh black players and like they had Romeo Cornell on this week. Yeah, um, I miss Romeo. And Rack, they, yeah. what a guy. And they're they're guy. talking about Rome. They're just basically giving kids will these be kids. players. They're giving the players the floor and talk about what you want. This is not a thing that really any NFL team was doing no, before, let alone the Texans. And yeah. Ro- it's Roger different. like it's Roger Goodell now. came out and said, I think it was today or yesterday, that he hopes that. And he's like, I can't force an NFL team to to do this, but I hope that an NFL team signs Colin Kaepernick. What a turn of events! Just think about how mm-hmm. how yeah. that, that, that's that's a, a subject and a question that he wouldn't even touch, even like no. six months ago. They couldn't even admit they were hoping know, they that they he would go away for years. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, we're not blind. We know what's going on. Right. 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 So yeah, I don't. I mean, these are these are good changes. Uh, it's yeah. good to see a lot of the white NFL players standing up as well. Um, that's yeah. been a demographic this, that's been a little pretty silent during yeah. this whole. This thing. is and this is an this is an un, unintended uh, side effect of this, with with regards to Baker. But and I know that you know I I would like to think that uh, this wasn't his main intent. His intense his intentions were pure with you know his the stance that he's taken, but. Um, he's, you know, just like we talked about the NBA, the NBA is 70, 75% African-American. The NFL is about 75% or 70% African-American. Yeah. Um, this is going to put him in such good graces with his teammates. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
Um, and like I said, I don't. That wasn't his purpose. That's an unintended side effect that happened. But you've seen so many teammates that have come out in support of him for uh, having this stance. And I, you know, I I think it's great. You know, we talk about with Baker how how much of an important season that this is going to be, and now he's going to a hundred and fifty percent have the backing of his teammates. Uh-huh. Yeah. To where, you know, maybe this year where. You know, if he had a bad game at the beginning of the season or he threw an interception late in the game and it cost him a game or something where teammates would be like, you know, start grumbling in the locker room and be like, oh, you know, what's going on? Is Baker really the guy? Like, no, I think this is going to galvanize the team and I think this is going to be a really good step. And I, I have to give Kevin Stefanski a huge, um, a hu- huge props with this because he, ve- from, the, from the jump, he's been like, let's get in the arena. Let's get in the game. Let's with regards to this movement that's happening, um, you know, as a team, and I, I've seen a couple of interviews with him, he's talked about the fact that, you know, no, we're not going to let this just, like, be something where we're not going to deal with it and we're just going to focus on football. This is going to be in the forefront of what we're going through right now. Even in an off season where they have to deal with doing everything virtually, it's like, no, this is something. Kevin Stefanski went to a, uh, he, he moved to Cleveland like two weeks ago. He went to a um, you know, it was Avon, but it, he went to a Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. in Avon. He he took his sons, his young sons, mm-hmm. and I think his mom. Um, but I, I know this is wasn't something that we were planning on talking about, but I'm so impressed with uh, Stefanski as our coach. Absolutely, the leadership's been on point so far. I mean, it's I I just appreciate that he said like, hey, if these issues are important to our players, it's not going to be discouraged to right. talk about it, whether it be within the locker room or on your public platform. And so he's, he's allowing these guys the, the room to be themselves. And I think that's yeah. one, I just think it's the right thing to do, but I also think it's, it's strong leadership. And it was one of those things where there's a difference because Freddie kitchens also let people be people, um, you know, the opportunity to still be yourself, but in a, um, What's the, how do I say this in a you know controlled and restrained and maybe more professional way than Freddie you know yeah. allowed things to happen where Freddie was all about you know be you man and like let's like crush a beer on my forehead you know where <laughs> Pittsburgh where yeah. Pittsburgh started at t-shirts yeah more you know whereas like Stefanski's like yeah I'll take a craft beer or a glass of wine and talk about philosophy you know what I mean yeah. like it's still like he's yeah. still allowing you to have your thoughts and your opinions yeah. on things but it just it has such a different feel to it and I just think that's a reflection of his character and his leadership yeah uh, and hey to each their own everyone's got their own style um, not supposed to be absolutely a bash but right yeah and I'll I'll uh I'll continue to say this um uh on behalf of the Haslam's you know the Haslam's get a lot of crap for what they've done on their business end of their other companies and stuff but They've absolutely been on the forefront in uh, the NFL for, um, you know, there's even before this uh, movement started, you know, got brought up again and, and has gained steam as much as it has. Um, the NFL really had is having an issue with this Rooney rule and uh, minority coaches and minority front office uh, members being hired. The Browns have absolutely 100 percent been on the forefront uh, of uh, being in favor of this. Um, essentially, their entire front office is African American. Uh, Andrew Barry, like his his two top um, his two top uh, like assistant GMs or director of play personnel or whatever, African American. He 
the Haslam's have hired African American GMs in the past, African American coaches. Um, so they're they're on the forefront of it as well, and I think that they need to be commended for that. And um, you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter the color of your skin; you just got to win games. But I think uh, whether it's intentional or not, I think they've done a better job than most teams as far as being inclusive to uh, the African American community when it comes to their organization. So, yeah, Baker, just, ahead, a, just a uh, white boy from Austin, Texas, went to Oklahoma. He's all in on it. So um, props to Baker. Um, hoping for big things for him this year and hopefully the Browns. I hope the uh, – I've been reading some interesting things about the season and uh, possibly the Hall of Fame game and um, them cutting the preseason games down to two. I'm hoping that they uh, – are able to start the NFL season on time. I hope they can have fans, too, if I have to be honest. I do, too. Well, whenever that te- Browns-Texans game is, hopefully I'll we can have fans. I'll be pretty upset if I waited five years just to not be able to go to that game. Yeah, right. So. Well, we'll, see. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find a way to tailgate somehow. Somehow, somehow. Oh, we'll do so. Yeah, we'll definitely do, like, a party yeah. or something. Yeah, I sure. just It's not the same as being there, you know. Yeah. No, I get But anyhow... So, yeah, so that uh, that's going to do it for our uh, sports league talk. We kind of went through uh, everything going on in American sports. Uh, like Jordan mentioned for a couple seconds, NHL's coming back. But, yeah, yeah. And the uh, playoffs are fun in the NHL. We'll see, oh, for we'll sure. see how they are. But, um, uh, MLS is also coming back. Yeah. They're doing a uh, – MLS is doing like the World Cup style. Something like that. Something. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of it. Right. But. But. I love soccer, but not the MLS. <laughs> you know what else is back this week? Premier League. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what are you talking about? Whatever. What's Mr. That? Wolves fan over Sa- here. Serie is already back. Oh, yeah, that's right. But. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, real quick. Jimmy. Is Stipe going to beat DC? Ooh, put me on the spot. August um, uh, what? 15th, I 15th. believe. Um, we still don't know where. Still don't know where. I'm hoping it's Vegas again, and I'm hoping it's with fans, fans or yeah. at least half capacity. I heard DC out with uh, Ariel Helwani today saying that um, they're going – if a state opens up and says, hey, we're going to have fans at our uh, athletic events, that's where they're going to go. It could be in, like, freaking Montana. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's right. fine. Me go fight in my backyard. It's free here. Let's do it. Yeah, we got enough room for an octagon back here. Definitely have enough room for an octagon. Um, I'm gonna say Stipe. Uh, a little bit biased. Ow. A little bit biased. I just think DC. Uh, a little washed up. He's a little involved with the whole commentating thing, and just has a little other aspirations. And I know Stipe is involved with other things too. I just think he's a little more focused and a little more determined. I just think DC already has one foot out the door, and when you do that in the fight game, it always leads to either you getting knocked out or you slowly just dwindling away, uh, being forgotten. But um, again, this is coming from a Cleveland fan, so yes, I hope Stepe wins. I think he'll win. Um, I don't know. I, I just I I would 
Just come back to Cleveland. I just need to see a <laughs> UFC in Cleveland. Yeah. We got to see it one more time. Please. Especially like... if Stipe wins. He has to fight like one more time oh, in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then retire yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, dude, he's got to fight France, either Francis again or yeah. if John Jones comes up. That's the dream. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if they would have a John Jones heavyweight fight. In no heavyweight title fight in no, Cleveland. No, that's a Vegas or New York or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. He, I, the dream is Stipe wins in August, and then maybe one more fight or two more fights. One has to be in Cleveland, and then he retires. Yeah. Lays the the gloves down in a Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. I think Stipe's going to win, too. I just, man. He's, uh... I feel like he always comes through and people count him out. Like even even when he faced like Alistair Overeem, like in Cleveland, like people were people were picking Alistair Overeem to beat him. Yeah, but he he uh, changed that opinion pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then definitely the last fight with DC for sure, and it looked bad for the first half of the fight, and then he made some adjustments. But um, I don't know. I hope he wins. I I just need I need to see that trilogy end in a positive manner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the the key for Stipe is uh, keeping away from DC's dirty boxing and not getting in too close with him. I think he learned from the first fight. Yeah, I think he knows. Right, I mean, there's wrestling too. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and people will say that DC learned from the second fight, where you know, um, you know, Stipe is a good wrestler, but he's not as good a wrestler as DC. So, I think the strategy maybe for DC is to try and get the fight to the ground and uh, try and mess Stipe up that way but mm-hmm. I think if Stipe just keeps his keeps the the height advantage the reach advantage and you know keeps away from him and <clears throat> eventually just you know lands his shots that he'll probably win but uh, it was interesting that uh DC said uh, I watched an interview like I said with him with Helwani on their show and he said that uh he's lost 24 pounds DC said that DC said he's that he in quarantine he was the heaviest he's ever been Oh, wow. And he said, and Helwani pushed him on it, and he's like, well, how heavy is that? He's like, well, I don't really want to say. He's like, he's like, I'll say I was getting to the heavyweight limit. <laughs> so DC was like, DC, DC's like, the heaviest I've ever been was like 263. Wow. So if he lost 24 pounds from 263, he's right around 240. I don't know where he, well, I don't know where he fought at the last Stipe fight, but I know Stipe's right around like 238, mm-hmm. 239, but Stipe's a lot taller than DC. A lot taller. But... I don't know how that all plays into everything, but I can't imagine a guy being that old carrying around that weight is a good thing. That's what I'm saying. He's just one foot out the door with yeah. physical aspect. He has other. Um, he's pursuing other careers and other. Um, you know, the commentating yeah, thing. I mean, he does that be, focus yeah. thing, the Kobe Bryant thing, where you yeah. analyze fights. Yeah. Um, he does that and all these interviews, ESPN stuff. It, you see that with a lot of fighters. Tyron Woodley's a perfect example. Once they start pursuing other things, they just there's there's another fighter who's just in it to fight yeah. and just that more hungry than you are. So I don't know. He, he's he's proven. It's not like he has anything else to prove. He's a Olympic athlete, you know, multi world yeah. champion. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Go Stipe. That's right. Go Stipe. Shout out Stipe. Shout out Strong Style in uh, Independence. Yeah. And uh, August August fifteenth, we'll be we'll be watching. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get that in right at the end. So, let's end the episode with uh, our shout out segment, and uh, let's do some shout outs before we get out of here. Who wants to go first? Oh, caught off guard. 
Okay, forgot. I'll go. I did talk about this last night. But yeah. so we, we, we're all prepared. I'll go, and I'm kind of sad that I brought this up earlier in the podcast. This is what I was thinking last night when we were thinking shout out. Shout out to Saucy Brewworks and that Phobia White Stout because I can't get yeah. over it. Dude, I didn't try it, but I smelled it, and it smelled so good. Oh, my God. I'm such it a literally fan. literally smelled like a cup of coffee. Literally. No, it was a beer. Phenomenal. If you haven't tried Imagine it. Imagine a cup of coffee that would get mm. you drunk. I can't. I can't. It's in my fridge. It's at PBR <laughs> Hard Coffee. Oh, God. Well That's done. my shout out. Shout out, Saucy. I'll follow along with the uh, the brewery shout outs, actually. So I got to, we went to uh, Funkin' Chip, and I just, one, I love all things sour beer, uh, and they do a great job, but just their patio space. Um, being out back, it was a beautiful summer you know, day, and the beer was good, and we were you know, appropriately spaced, but able to be with friends. And it was just, it was great. So shout out to Funkin' Shit for, for, for doing their thing and selling <coughs> ridiculous beers uh, that make me happy. Yeah. Funkin' Shit was good. I'm, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to uh, enjoying their patio more this summer. I feel like their patio is like perfect for like Saturday day drinking. It feels like a backyard. It, that's oh, all yeah. it is. It's exactly right. It's just a giant backyard with picnic tables and a couple fire pits. Yeah. Bocce, That's another thing. Bocce pit. Hopefully, bocce, hopefully uh, when they uh, uh, open up their hours a little bit more, they're open later. We can take advantage of uh, their fire pits. Yeah. Oh, in so their good. backyard, it'll be awesome. Uh, for me, I want to shout out my dad who uh, had a birthday this past week. Happy birthday! Uh, shout out, Dad. Uh, it's also Father's Day on Sunday, so I haven't gotten to Jordan yet. But you two, come on, it's Father's Day. Shout it out. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. But uh, but yeah, so shout out to my dad for his birthday. Got him a Miles Garrett uh, new Browns jersey for his birthday. So pretty excited for him to for him to wear that. Hopefully for a Browns season this year. Um, so yeah, shout out to dad. Uh, I will. Um, I'm gonna shout out vacation. Well, we sounds... really we really did catch him off guard. Yeah, I'm. I just wasn't thinking about this. But I'm going to shout out Vacation. Uh, it sounds like me and my family did replan our trip to Williamsburg, Virginia that had oh, to get nice. canceled. We literally planned it days before the lockdown started, and we had to cancel it. So it does sound like we maybe rescheduled it for August, and I'm looking forward to that. That should be a good time. I love history and Williamsburg. Um, and, yeah, so shout out to Vacation, hopefully happening. Isn't that funny? If you were a kid and you're like, all right, all right, little Jordan, we're going to Williamsburg to learn about history. You'd be like, wow, you guys hate me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but now as you get older, then you, you grow up and you're like, wait, right? this yeah. is actually pretty cool. It's kind it's of interesting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that point now. I want to go back to Gettysburg and Ooh, yeah. see all oh, that. Gettysburg. Great. that was I awesome. love Gettysburg. I loved it in eighth grade, but all the kids were kind of, um, you know, idiots. Right. Just yeah. <laughs> messing around. All right. Anyway, we got to go. We got to get out of here because I was an hour late tonight. So uh, it's 11.15 right now on a work night. Uh, let you guys in uh, right now. If you're listening to this, hopefully tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, uh, we recorded this at 11 o'clock on Tuesday nights because of me. So uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for checking us out. Um, follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. You can uh, listen to our episodes on our website, uh, www. I don't know why I said that, but LOTL podcast.com. Apparently it's 1998. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
I'm Al Gore, and I invented the internet. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, you can check out all of our embedded links there for all of our episodes, or just uh, follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. Um, subscribe to our uh, show on those platforms and uh, continue to support us. We really appreciate it. So for Jordan, Jimmy, and Ryan, uh, I'm Dan, and we're going to get out of here with a little sweet chin music. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.